0: death would be an escape from this unbearable loneliness. This is Skylar Esna and welcome back to Stories Retold. Oh, we get stories the second chance. Hello everyone. First and foremost, thank you guys so much for being understanding. I wasn't able to um, record or put out the the show last week. So thank you so much for understanding that this podcast is a, a week late, but I'm gonna make it up to you because this book is absolutely amazing. And it's an audiobook form, so you don't have to leave your house to go get it. What? Yes, I got your back. Today, we will be talking about The Hunt, written by Andrew Fukuda. And, oh my gosh, Andrew, Mr. Fakuda. if you didn't do nothing else, you did this book. So, I am going to stop talking. Well, no, I'm not. I'm going to start by telling you guys the summary of this book and the summary is provided by my very own county's public library. What? Yes. 17-year-old Jean has passed as a vampire for years, carefully following every rule. But now, just as he finds a girl worth fighting for, he's chosen to participate in the hunt. For the last remaining humans among ruthless vampires who soon suspect his true nature. I just want to say, if I was a human passing vampire, I'd be terrified. Any any moment, you know, I could break a rule or something that would, you know, end up with me being somebody's meal. And... this book is exactly like that fear that like you never know kind of mentality is what drives this book and I am totally and utterly in love so this book had me in the first minute when this book starts out because I listened to it on audiobook twice (laughs) I did twice and it doesn't really tell they, they never call them vampires but they're vampires, they have fangs, they eat people, they don't like the light. They're vampires. So what so this book started out by telling how this little girl on her first day of kindergarten, um, where most most people, most humans avoid the first avoid kindergarten and just start school in the first grade. Because kindergarten has naps. But they sleep but um the vampires but they call them people. The people sleep on the ceiling. So, you know, when this little girl couldn't jump to the ceiling, they was like, oh, you're you're not, you're not one of us. You're a meal, man. They said, the teacher got on her first. I said, oh my gosh. Oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So, um, in this world, humans are a delicacy, um, but they're called heapers. So you have people and you have heapers. And the heapers, people are taught that um, heapers are barbaric and they're savages. They don't talk or they're not educated or humane and all that stuff. But they're delicious. So, you know, for the most part, they're extinct. And like the, the kindergartner little girl who got eaten for not you know, snapping on the ceiling. There are so many ways in this world that you can get caught as a heaper. You can sweat or show emotions, have goosebumps, clearing your throat like anything, not being able to see in the dark. There are so many things that will qualify you will 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 show that you're not you're not a vampire. And it's ridiculous. Even your nails you have to have perfect nails. And I don't mean manicured, nails clacking and popping. No. Clean, pristine, no no breaks in your nails. Your fangs have to be perfectly white and polished. I'm just like, look, first of all, I know I couldn't make it because my nails, I ain't been to the salon in a minute and my nails be chipping, my my color's already off like it's not (laughs) i wouldn't make it i know and i sweat like a sinner in church i know i'm not gonna make it i will not make it and the number one reason my face tells on me every time if i don't like something if i don't think that's the best idea or something stinks or mm -mm, no my face has all of the expression my face tells on me so you know i wouldn't have made it far but our main character he does in the beginning, they don't call him a name. No one calls him by his name. And it's written in first person. Now, the reason that they don't call him by his name is because they don't have names. Vampires don't have names. They have designations. So, and it depends on where they are. If they are in class and they're seated in a certain seat, they're H7. And in another class, you can be like D3. In his swim coach, because he's a swimmer. Only sport he can play without, you know, fear of sweating because you're soaking wet. His coach called him something else. So I'm just like, in every class, and every position, he has a different name. So he starts to give people names in his head. So the names that I will be using are the names that he calls other people. Except for his name. We find out later in the story. Um, His name is Gene. And in the summary, they also call him Gene because, you know, you can just say the character. So we have to call him Gene. Um, So Gene has a name because his family used to call him that. Um, But his family, tragic things happen to him. Go read the book. Very tragic. So now he's alone in this world. He's by himself. He doesn't have his father, who who was the one that taught him all of these rules um, to, you know, help him survive. So we're learning about Gene's life and the leader of this country, um, he decides to lift the country's morale, they're going to host a Heeper hunt. Now they haven't hosted a Heeper hunt in like 10 years um, because everyone thought that all of the humans were, all the Heepers were dead, but the Heeper hunt is basically where they have a lottery and a few lucky winners get to chase and eat heapers we now last time it was very quick because the heapers were slow and they were fat so this time they said oh we have trained the heapers we've given them weapons it's gonna be really really interesting and i'm just like this is this is terrible this is absolutely terrible but of course the story couldn't go if gene wasn't chosen as one of the heaper humpers. Heeper hunters, along with his crush that he has named Ashley June. It's so cute how he came up with the name, but you won't find out until later in the book. So you got to read this book because it's such a cute reason why he calls her Ashley June. Ah, but they're both things to the Heeper Institute, where that's where they like study heapers and they, um, and where they're hosting this hunt and where they actually have live heapers. So, um, they're taken to this institute and they're trained, they're getting trained on how to be the best, um, hunters. Now this is a random note, but I have to, if I would be, I would be disappointed in myself if I didn't mention this because these are still high schoolers and you know, high schoolers are still trying to figure themselves out and, um, you know, what works, what don't work. And apparently, This is so funny to me, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get through it. So apparently, um, their way of, um, I'm showing affection. I'm not, it's somewhere between kissing and having the sex. I don't know what it is, but this is apparently the thing that gets people excited. I don't know. Um, so they were playing spin the bottle one day and it lands on Jean and after June was like, it's going to land on me too they end up in the closet and it's something about him putting his elbow in her armpit and like circulating. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. But like the book read that Gene was so focused. He was like, I was focused on moving my elbow and she followed my elbow movements. I was just thrilled. I was so through. I was just like, I don't know what that does for y'all, but okay. <laughs> I find out later, it's not like they don't like it. It's like the vampire thing to do because that's what they do in movies. So I'm gonna, I don't know. I It's somewhere on the scale of, ooh, but I don't know where on that scale it is. So I just had, to, I had to to get that out the way because I feel that's funny. So when you read um, the scene where that happens, I'm assuming you're going to crack up. If you don't crack up, then okay. But personally, I had a good laugh. And I had another one right here on this show. But okay, back to the story. So at the Institute, they they stress that these keepers are trained and all this stuff. You know, you know like it's going to be a great hunt. And whoever eats the most Keepers is the winner and you want to be the winner because the winner gets money the winner gets recognition recognition they get to go on like this uh interview tour like with all the other heaper hunter winners so where gene is staying he stays in like a library which is separate from the institute because you know he's the youngest and you know, like, oh, this is the only place we had available for you. Everybody's got to stay inside. Sorry. Some people say it was cursed because the um, having the dome where the Hebrews live so close, it drove the scientist mad. And he ran out in the day and the only thing they have left were his clothes because, you know, vampire sun, I'm melting. So they assume that's what happened to him. But, you know, that's what they say. They just found his clothes. You know, no one knows the true story. So... So Gene realizes, oh, snap, I'm at the heat. Well, he doesn't have an oh, snap moment. He thought about it before, but I'm going to use the oh, snap moment. Oh, snap, I'm at the Heaper Institute, and I don't have any of my products to clean and groom myself because, you know, pe- we, we as people, we as humans, we are the humans, we sweat. I just said I sweat like I said in the church. We sweat on a daily basis, and that's why we shower on a daily basis. Or at least we should shower on a daily basis because, you know, so nobody wants that rank. So it's, this is becoming a little more dangerous for him because now he's starting to smell like a heaper and people like the other people are starting to notice. Like, you know, I know we just got here, but I'm really starting to smell heaper. This smells good. Like, are you sure a heaper ain't close by? They're starting to salivate and they're just like twitching and looking, like, oh my gosh, there's a Heeper. There's a Heeper. I'm gonna eat a Heeper. And it gets worse and worse every every day they're there. I think they're there for about yeah, they're there for about four days. Four or five days. And you know, you're there for four or five days, you you're gonna start to smell a little bit. And 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 also, Gene doesn't have any water because vampires don't drink water. So now he's getting dehydrated along with smelling Like a Heeper. So things are getting kind of interesting here. And then he realizes, now this is a real oh snap moment for Dream. He's like, oh snap, I'm a human. I can go into the sun. So he goes out and he goes to the Heeper Dome. Because in the day, the dome lets down. Because they're safe. They can get out and explore. Uh, They can get food. But they can't really explore far because, you know, nothing is around the Institute. In order to keep them, I guess, in order to keep other people from coming and trying to eat them. So that was, I guess, nice. I don't know. But, um, (laughs) like, okay. Uh, so he goes to the, the, the dome area and there's a pond. So he goes into the pond and he drinks and he bathes And eventually he meets the other heapers. Oh, I'm going to call them humans now. Um, meets the other humans and this is the moment he remembers his name is gene it was really a beautiful moment go read and or listen to the book but you know they they have questions for him because first of all he's a human surviving among these vampires so you know like yo how'd you do it um why are they give like do you know why they're giving us weapons and like books on self-defense like what is the purpose of that and then gene realizes a couple things like one they are not animal like. They're not cattle. They're not stupid. They're they have humanity. They're like him. Like, oh snap. They whoa, okay. And um, you know, he decides to lie to them. Like, um, I don't know why they they, they did that to you. I don't I don't know. Um, and then they asked about the scientist. Now that's a scientist that, you know, everyone thought had died from the sun. Yeah, no, he didn't. Because the heapers, the human heapers, they were like, so you know about the scientists. And he lying. Yeah, I know about scientists. Oh, so you knew that he was a human. What? But of course, Jingle, he got to keep his cool. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Mm-hmm. He ain't know nothing. So that changes everything. So he didn't melt and die. So what happened to him? We don't know. Of course, we don't think that he was eaten well I don't think he was eaten because I mean how are you gonna be eaten and nobody says about it but everyone says you know no you can't be you couldn't have been eaten it don't make sense that you would have been eaten so no he wasn't eaten but they said the scientist told them that he's gonna help them escape and she was like one of the the Hebrew girl I don't think oh they called her sissy sissy was like, do you know where the scientist was going to take us? And he's he lying. He said, yeah, he's going to take you over the mountains. And there's like thousands of us over there. And I am just living. Like, why would you give them? Like, why would you do this? Why would you do this, right? And it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Because there's no reason to lie. There's never a reason to lie. But they do become friends. They They do become friends. So... When, after he meets them and talks to them, he's heading back to his room and he sees a terrible sight. And I'm, I am going to talk about this scene kind of in depth because this scene is probably, I'll say the second scariest part. But this is, a, this is a part that I remembered so vividly. I had like a mini nightmare. Not a real nightmare, but a mini nightmare. And so Gene was heading back to his room, which is like a mile walk. And he sees something running. And first, first saw, like, oh, it might be like a horse or something. Because they don't have cars. They have, like, horse-drawn carriages. Because there's no need for cars because y'all don't go far. And um, he was like, no, they told us that we don't have horses because they're afraid the Hebrews will escape in the day. Hmm. So what is this thing? He realizes it has to be one of the contestants. It has to be one of the 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 other vampires, and he sees two of them, and they look like they're coming right for him. So he's like, "Oh my gosh, I need to. What am I gonna do?" So he realizes they must be going for the Heapers. They must be trying to you know eat them in the day, but you know there's a possibility they can melt. The the Heaper Institute people, the director and all of them, they gave the um. They gave the contestants things that can help them win in the, um, in the hunt. Some of them were like a sunblock. Yeah, I know. Sunblock to stop the sun. You know, that's not the poor purpose of sunblock, but you know, they're vampires. They don't know the sun. And another one was a sunblock coat, um, cape, cloak, something like that. Um, yeah, I know. You and I get it, but, you know, hey, some people. So, the two people that are running are Beefy, one of the um, competitors, and Ashley June. I said, oh, no. What's gonna happen? All right. So, then Gene joins the chase to make them think that I'm running to try to eat these guys, too. And he just hopes no one notices he has no sunblock or uh, the cloak because Beefy just put the the block on his naked body. Why? I don't know. It made sense to him. And then Ashley June's running in her cloak. Sun cloak. It's a sun cloak. So Ashley June soon becomes a motionless pile. And we're all like, oh my gosh. What happened to Ashley June? Did she melt? I don't know. Let's stay tuned. And then, uh, so now it's just between BV and Jean. So BV is trying to still eat and get to the heapers even though he is literally melting right in front of our eyes. Oh my gosh. Mr. Andrew, (laughs) Mr. Fakoda, the imagery in this book, like they describe it like melting cheese. And I was like, ew, oh, oh my gosh, nauseous, nauseous. And one of the moments that like cringed my soul was when he's like, I can smell you. And I was like, ew, I know you can smell them, but ew, you're melting though. He has like half a face and he's still trying to get these heapers. Uh Ah, he's like crawling up the dome. But luckily through to a series of fortunate, fortunate for us, unfortunate for him events, he did not fully make it to eat anybody. He didn't make it. And everyone's alive. Hallelujah. Now, I was going to talk about what happened to Ashley June, but I decided against it. I know, I know, but you're just going to have to read this book because what happens with Ashley June really threw me. I was not prepared. I was not prepared for what happened with Ashley June, but I will say she probably became one of my favorite characters, she 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 probably became one of my favorite characters in the in this scene in this moment. So, shout out to Ashley June, and you got to read the book to find out what happens to her. That's the most of the book I can tell you without giving too too much away, because the best part is the end. But but the good news is, there is a sequel. And I, no no no, it's a trilogy. This is a trilogy. So that is always good. But yes, this book is definitely a must read. You will be on the edge of your seat because just, I think I'm gonna catch him or not? Nah. Even though you know they're not gonna catch him because it's a trilogy, but still just the thought. Oh, how close people are and oh, okay. Let me go ahead and get my favorite part before I just ruin everything. <laughs> so my favorite part of this book is the suspense. This book literally makes my stomach curl. I had to pause the audiobook so many times, like, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't, even though I've read, the, I've heard the story before. I've been here before, and I still like the second time going through, I still couldn't do it. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're gonna get him. Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? I'm freaking out over here. And I'm fanning myself. I'm, I'm pacing. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous, even though I know. The story's going to continue. I'm still terrified. But um, that is my favorite part. And no- normally I don't like suspense. Well, not like suspense. I don't like horror. I don't like two things that are too too scary. But this, you can keep me. You can keep me scared here. Because I, I liked how it was written. It was beautifully written. It was beautifully narrated. I absolutely loved it, which is why I'm recommending it. My least favorite part is, is the audacity they had to leave us on the cliffhanger that they did, and there wasn't a second audiobook, so I have to, I have to do some research and I have to hurt a hundred people down myself. I'm going on my own hunt because I have to find the sequel because they left us on the worst cliffhanger possible, and it's not, it's it's worse than what you're thinking. You think it's bad, it's worse than that. I know. And also, and also, another um, another least favorite part of mine is I was doing some research on the book. You know, obviously I want to learn more. And I saw there was a movie trailer. And I said, oh, so there's a movie. No, there's no movie. And what makes it worse? I don't even like the trailer. I was like, uh-uh, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. You ruined all of it. You ruined. I don't want a movie now. I don't want a movie now. I wish I didn't see this trailer. No, so that 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 broke my heart. That really did break my heart. But in closing, this is a book that you will never get bored with. It is perfect for anti-boredom month because it will literally keep you on your seat, your your toes curled, and the hair your arms standing up right. And the moral of the story is wash your armpits because we don't want to smell you. And never forget who you are. Wow, we, wow, we. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. Um, thank you again for being understanding about last week. I feel bad, but you guys are very understanding. And I love that about you guys. So um, if you would like to see more stories, go to our Instagram page at Stories Retold Podcast. Or if you're on Facebook, the page at Stories Retold Podcast. And until next time, own your own stories, retweet, expand your mind, and I will see you next time. Bye, Wayne mask.